people deluded i'm back again good morning to those of you in the uk good morning good afternoon good evening and of course good night in some cases and welcome back to another edition of the dg podcast the deluded podcast the really and truly podcast i hope you're doing well and safe this morning as i just said people you know at the end of the day it's friday i hope you can look back you know, proud of the week, however old you are and wherever you are in life. I hope you've all moved closer to your dreams, hopes and aspirations. If that's not a case, then I hope anything that's been standing in your way and providing a bit of, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Adversity in your life. I hope you've steamrolled that out the way and stuff, man. Obviously, pressure is a privilege. And if you ain't had the week to remember, we go again. The beautiful thing about life is it goes on. And the saddest thing about life is that it goes on. So I try to keep that in mind and try to stay upbeat and things like that. And I've got a lot to be thankful for, man. I've got a decent YouTube channel with a decent um, support network and it's growing. You lot take towards all the content I, I, I do and give constructive criticism, positive praise, and the rest of it. I've got my health and, you know, you know, our family's got theirs, so I've got nothing to really moan about, really. So if you can't say the same, I hope you, you know, I, I wish pos- nothing but positivity on anyone listening and, um, you know, and, and their families and things like that. Um, it is what it is. There isn't too much to speak about in the footballing world. It does feel, obviously, man, I don't want to keep speaking about it, but if it's not spoken about, it's left in the ground and then we only speak about racism and all these things when the next incident, we shut up about it, it goes quiet, you know, everything appears quote-unquote rosy for a couple of weeks and then whether it's in Europe, in internationals, in clubs, social media, something happens to rear its head. Um, Obviously, well, I say today, this week you finally seen the, the... you know, the golden boys, the trio, the three black kings in Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sandro and Bakayo Saka. As you, as you know, they all missed penalties. They've all spoken on social media now. They've all done these long paragraphs and things like that. Please check out my YouTube channel um, if you're listening exclusively via Spotify because we've tackled it. Long story short, they've all apologised and things and condemned the racial abuse. And I mean, you've got the, the PM of this country who, again... I always say it, racism is one thing, you effing black this and n-word that and all the other slurs, that's one thing, but that seems to be all people equate racism to be in my opinion, like, that's the easiest sort of racism, because them man there are ignorant, but they're not not controlling anything, I'm not excusing it, because a lot of these people that were carrying on in the unsavoury scenes, they're in high position jobs where they can, you know, exploit it and, and... and and use their bias you know certain people work in the school system in the in the in the banking industry as a lawyers you know as bosses in top firms anything to discourage people sort of thing you know but at the same time it's the systemic racism it's the gaslighting for me it's the media because the pe- free speech is free speech but too many people are allowed to build followings and just rise and do nonsense, you know, the Katie Hopkins of this world, the Tommy Robertson, and there's bear of them, like, I'm not going to sit here and give clout to them, there's bear of them, that doesn't go unchecked, you know, you rile up the net, because the government, you know, as much as it's a race problem, it's a class war as well, and what they're doing to these people, as I said, with running around with the N-word and things, they're blaming, you know, they're not investing in these lots of lives and, and whatnot, like many people in coal towns, you know, the industrial revolution sort of phase is gone, they're not giving them new jobs and things, they're specifically robbing them with one hand and then using another hand to point and blame others now these people are stupid for blaming their problems on 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 another background of people but you get you get the point people like it's it's upsetting you know you've got you boris johnson calling people pickings and you had an ex-mp you said what was it about nigger in the wood pile i'm not sparing my language for no one these are the things that you see all the time and you know at best you might see some fines for organizations or whatever but there's no help 
the government will come out and say what's right, they won't help. They won't condemn it, you know. Boris Johnson, you gaslighted it. You know, you talk about gesture politics and you're clapping for the NHS, same as, as Miss Miss Patel. And then you're out here killing people that 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 booed it, that that um praising people that boo the knees and condemning people that take the knees. This is why they didn't want to meet Boris Johnson. And I've got nothing but admiration for these England players. It's the gaslighting, it's calling us Pekingese and um you know, pickies and all them sort of things there, man. Um, you know, making jokes about watermelons. You're seeing everything. You see, you're seeing WhatsApps come out about so coming out um about the England penalty misses. You know, Tory MPs are saying, well, maybe if Marcus Rashford focused on penalties and not trying to be a politician, he would have scored. Maybe, but maybe if you lot did your job, he could be a 21 or whatever year old normal footballer. Instead, he's trying to help people. You know, these people could focus on things, you know. You only miss chances you don't take. I mean, you don't miss if you don't take. So these lot can, can stand up with joy. I just find it a bit laughable how Boris Johnson is all of a sudden, you know, trying to say the right things. There's serious problems in this in this nation and it's been coming. You know, can we? I don't know why we're all surprised about the Euros. Like, we didn't just come off a season where bananas have been thrown. Madness has happened. Every week in the Prem, if someone has a bad game, a black player, they're condemned. Well, not even condemned. They, you know, they can expect monkey, monkey stuff and on. On, on the Instagram posts and things like that you know you look at society you know people you know we all remember a couple of months ago there was racist groups storming London to have a problem with Black Lives Matter so can we be surprising that these unsavory scenes and I'm still yet to see the terms such as fug and gangs and all of these things used against them because I'm not gonna lie if it was me if this was not the same if it was carnival you could imagine stuff you know I can't see personally how you know in your biggest game in 55 years people have stormed the national stadium people injured people injured harry Maguire's dad sympathy with his dad as well he don't deserve that um injured people you know on the biggest game overshadowing it making this country for what it looks like arrogant thugs arrogant pussy thugs in my opinion pardon my language because half of these guys are not on it when they're on their own and that's the brazenness they a lot of people probably weren't even going for england italy they knew it was a chance whatever corner of england they're from they knew it was a chance to come and just do fuckery people and just move mad and and and, and the stuff like you've seen it is what it is people again i don't think we can keep we, we at some point people have to help themselves in it and you have to take freedom and liberty into your own hands in it and stop relying on things and it's sad but phew, Something's going to happen to one of these racist dunks because they're going to, you know, you can't keep picking on women, kids and elderly forever. You're going to try it with a young black king or queen and it's, they're going to do a madness and it is what it is. Boris Johnson does not care. Social media companies don't care. You know, you're seeing it. At the minute you speak about COVID, there's flagging. But anytime there's the N-word or monkey things using the derogatory na nature, you know, they say, oh, the algorithm doesn't detect that. We can't do this and that. Because a lot of these people, just like in top positions at football clubs, uh, at football organisations, in society, um, in the government, obviously in the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, etc. None of them have direct, you know, I'm not saying they ain't gone through tragedy, but none of them have direct examples of racism because you look at you know they talk about diversity you look at the sort of individuals you see via the pictures if a lot of them had personal accounts of being racially abused and knew what it felt and meant like to be degraded then there'd be more of an active help instead we're going to keep doing this kumbaya thing and there's going to be a sake some something's going to a player bro a player's going to do it eric Cantona. you know they're going to hear it and activate you see and, and and they should they should because that's the least of it you know, because it's going to stay with you for life. And it's just a brazen nature that you can go out there and do that. For what it's worth, though, Boris Johnson, um, 
has said the government plans to extend football banning orders um, for online racism um, while social media giants could face huge fines if they fail to remove abuse from their platforms. Um, as you lot know, Johnson announced the changes to MPs in the wake of racist messages being sent to, as I said, Rashford, Jaden Sancho and obviously Bukayo Saka, obviously after the penalty miss. Johnson warned that social media companies would face fines amounting to 10% of their global revenue if they did not act in removing hate and abuse and racist abuse from their platforms. They'll probably just, you know, the tax they don't pay, they'll probably just divide that up and just use that to use a, a kitty of that to do this, to, to get rid of that. Because, you know... I might be being a bit sinister here, but I'd say they don't want to remove it because in a in a weird way, they're getting more users, they're getting more engagement. I don't, I'm not saying they're racist, but I'm just saying it's not in their prerogative and I can see how, you know, because too much of this goes unchecked and you look at society, it's depressing, man. It's depressing. We Every week you see the way, you know, the police treat us, you know, you've seen no justice for that poor TFL worker, you know, who, who, who was spat on and died, you know. That, that that poor lady, that poor girl who went missing, how long did it take to get something around her and, and all of this, you know, you're consistently told that you're not equal. You you They can tell you this fallacy of you're equal, we don't see skin colour, we don't see skin colour until it's time to lose and then you're an effing black bastard and this, that and the other and, you know, it's, it's upsetting, man, it's upsetting. So I can't, I don't know what Boris Johnson's on, I can't see nothing happening, you know. I personally think there's a certain liberty and take, you know, the... There's, there's, you know, I, can't, I don't, I'm not gonna sit and lie. I don't think footballers will take it extreme. You know, if they refuse to play for the national team, refuse to tweet, refuse, refuse to do certain things until changes are made, not just within here but their own footballing clubs, there's issues. And you're seeing a lot of people actually arrested for fuckery as well, people. And a lot of it, you're looking at it. There was a 50 year old football coach. There was a teacher. Now you can see how teachers are able to exploit things because my school had that, you know, you're being aggressive, you've got an attitude problem and all of these sort of things. You can see how people exploit things. Like I said, derogatory terms and you effing this and that, that's, that's, that, that is very much needs to stop and it is a problem, yeah? It's a big, big problem, but it's the systemic racism. The scary thing is the people that were there, you didn't even hear about them. They're just going back into society. Like I said, mortgage advisors, bankers, teachers, employers you know you can see how they can harm things and you can see why how the prejudices are at play and you can see how things are to work you know and it's down for black black people damn right black people to stop twerking for little token stuff like people are twerking for the wrong things it's like you just because one is in the room doesn't mean there's change doesn't mean just because you moved a, a tiny bit forward doesn't mean forward progress has truly been made and you know there's cowards among us as well there's people that don't speak there's people that will say privately you condemn what happens but these lot don't want to lose their jobs they don't want to lose their little call ups to sky sports and bbc and things and people just in life people lack integrity man these days man people don't words don't mean much people's word that's one thing i don't like people's word doesn't mean enough to them you know people just say say things but for what it's worth five people have been arrested over racial abuse suffered by the england players after the loss to italy people as you lot know um, apparently the constable Mark Ro the Mark Mark Roberts for football policing said the racial abuse aimed at our own players following Sunday night's game is utterly vile and has quite rightly shocked and appalled people across the country. I mean the police system is racist as well. Let's be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if the, if there was off duty cops carrying on. That's another thing that needs to reform, but that's not going to happen. I'm not going to read this all out, people. Um, you know, at the end of it, he said, if we identify that you're behind this crime, we will track you down and you will face the serious consequences of of shameful crimes, shameful. Actions. I mean, a Leighton Orient fan has been banned by the club for three years after it emerged he was conducting racial abuse online. Um, as of July 13th, 
thirteenth people. A hundred and I mean eight hundred and ninety-seven football-related incidences and two hundred and sixty-four arrests have been recorded across the country in a tw- in the twenty-four hour period surrounding the final. And I mean, can you be surprised? We all knew there was gonna be problems. You know, look at the Denmark game. I mean, this country will call other people thugs and gangs and all of that sort of stuff, but they won't address their own skeletons in the closet. You know, what else is it going all around? The, the you know, go some. You know, every time there's a there's a fixture in Europe, an English team elsewhere you you always see it you go over to them countries and you'll smash up a poor calf you know in this country you know there's a serious drug and alcohol problem and yob and mob mentality you know violence and all of these things for certain people this is their last sort of thing they feel they've got you know in any other walker society or any other person in society you're labeled a thug so what's this i'm yet to see that sort of language you know even and again it comes down to the media reporting as well that's another thing it's not as i said it's how the media conduct reports because as much as these people are fucking dickheads for for being racist the media are guilty for it because they allow it to happen you know Bakayo Saka you know they're trying to feed him to the wolves for buying a house Marcus Rashford you know what they're doing Raheem Sterling you know what they're doing you know it's all fun and games you know I'm not saying you've got that then you've got people like Gary Nev who have finally woken up and I can't really see why the world twerks with Gary Nev because you're hearing remember Raheem Sterling's telling you in 2016 or whatever while going you're turning a blind eye to it but fair play and then you've got people like Piers Morgan who for me I'm not saying he's racist but he's a wolf in sheep's clothing I genuinely don't think he cares about this he is Piers Morgan is a is a self-fulfilling vacuum he is only loyal to him he wants to be seen saying the right things and this is where we're going to go to now a lot of these companies are going to be doing campaigns this is where we're at with uh, around Sancho and the, the trio people and it's not to really raise awareness or stop racism it's because they know it's a good part of traction you know because where were they before where were they before what was going on there is, is there's an issue in that regard but boy man it's a, football mirrors society and society mirrors football. And I just think it's a very big privilege Privilege if you want to bury your head in the sand. Anytime I speak about this, I get a lot of praise, rightly so. And I got a lot of hate, whatever. And I get a lot of people like, oh, can you stop speaking about it, racism? It's, I don't want to hear about it. But I don't give a fuck what you want to hear about. And second of all, you know, that's the privilege in, its, in itself, people, to be able to just turn off from something, you know. If we see, I'm sure you will see it on Twitter, you will see, you know, madness is happening. It's your, you know... It, like in America with them killing police, as I watch it because it's someone's reality, I can't turn, they can't turn off. But you have the privilege of turning away, and people don't see that. You know, they, people have to want to unlearn their conscious and unconscious biases without feeling unnecessarily guilty, like they're being personally, personally attacked. But this is the life we're living. This is the world. Unfortunately, we are living in people. And then obviously, if you take it beyond that as well, you know, you would think the new generation, you know, definitely academy footballers wouldn't carry on like this. But you've all seen them group chat images emerging of how Portsmouth um, under-18s are conducting themselves. I mean, half of you are going to get released. You're probably not going to be footballers anyways. You're already at a shit club. So, again, who's going to have the last laugh? And I, I must admit, they must have black coaches and black teammates and gone around things. And, again, when Sterling was doing his business, I'm sure they didn't see that. But, um, yeah, man, Portsmouth launched immediate probe into alleged discriminatory messages in under in under-18 group chat. The alleged racist messages were widely circulated on social media on Wednesday and are thought to have referred to, obviously, the England trio who missed the penalties against Italy people. Um, 
you know, screenshots purporting to be from the chat followed England's penalty shootout, people. Um, a statement from the club read, Portsmouth Football Club are aware of images circling on social media that allege originate from our under-18, um, Academy Under-18 group chat and which are discriminate in a discriminatory nature. The club have launched an immediate investigation and will provide an update once this has been completed. Portsmouth Football Club strongly condemn racism and are totally committed to the elimination of all forms of discrimination. There is no place for it in our society as a whole and i mean that sounds great and i'm not saying you are but i mean the brazenness to do it in the group chat what are these lot saying in the flesh how are these lot conducting themselves in in general life these lot are meant to be professional footballers you know i'm pretty sure they've probably they all like ronaldinho and stuff like that but as we know people like your rhythm and not your blues and to be fair with you you know you know all I can say is you like shit anyway. It's like half of you are nobodies. You're, not, you're never going to be like Sancho and Saka and them, man. And it's probably just jealousy. And like I said, half of you are going to end up being personal trainers. No disrespect to personal trainers. It's just the odds are against these guys, really and truly. And when you look at Portsmouth, it's a bit upsetting because these are under-18s. Let's be honest, Portsmouth haven't got too many legends. And this is probably why you're now in League One. I'm pretty sure they all remember Benjani, you know, and people of that nature. And I'm sure there's many top players that played for them. But, you know, I've watched documentaries where people say, they love Dion Dublin he wouldn't let them marry their wife so again they them loving what we can do and not actually loving us has always you know has always been something people and you know I'm actually on their website right now I'm trying to I'm actually trying to find it well this team is broke like because it's not even got an academy section like, I tried to see who who is who really and truly from from the Portsmouth section and they're cowards they'll only do it in group chats because they can't go on with it because they know they'll probably get boxing them out and and stuff like, you know, Marcus Harness in the first team and probably Hudge Minogla. That guy looks tall as hell, bro. Probably bust your blood. If, if, you, if, you mess, if you mess around, you know. You've got Gavin um, Bozanu as well, the, the Manchester City goalkeeper. So I wonder how they, look, they feel to be part of these people. Um, let me type in Portsmouth Academy squad. Because I actually want to see how many black players are in that Portsmouth under-18 squad, people. You know, it's coming like they remove. It's coming like they've removed it, really and truly. Let me let me try one more. It's coming like they removed it, really, because we were seeing names in that. Let me try academy. Let's see. Oh, look, see, they've removed it. This page could not be found. I wonder how all of a sudden you can't find the under 18s team, especially when it's getting put online. Who the players are? Like I think one name guys Dan Folins or Collins or something like that. You know, joke man. Anyone that was involved in that joke man, joke man. You know, absolute joke, man. Shout out to, like I always say, white, black, man, woman, gay, straight, religion, whatever. Shout out to everyone who's a decent human being, regardless of that, man, and judges someone, regardless of what background they are, and their principles. If they're a bad person, they're a bad person because how they conduct themselves or carry on. Not because they're white, not because they're black, not because they're Asian, not because they're, you know, all different sorts of, you know, obviously people can have white skin, but there's different ethnic backgrounds and stuff like, you know, the East, Eastern Europe regions. It doesn't matter, but... Boy, man, it is what it is, man. Will there ever be better days? I don't know. But let's move away from that, man. I got the, the, the nonsense out early doors, man, because there's other things to speak about. Bit of a weird one. And I don't actually know why, but we're going to learn this throughout this article. I've got an article in front of me. Serie A bans green kits from 2022-23 season onwards. Um, clubs will be banned from wearing predominantly green kits following a change in regulation. This rule will only apply to outfield players and will take effect from 2022-23. The new rule will also 
also apply to socks and shorts. If more than three colours are used, there must be a dominant colour across the shirts, shorts and socks. Why has the change been made? It's been reported by Football Italia that television companies have called for the change as they fear green kits and colours of the pitch are too similar, causing players to blend in with the background. This would make watching the game difficult for television viewers. So, yeah, anytime TV gets to dictate the rules, you're in a dangerous, you're in dangerous waters already. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, that's, psh, that's why you don't see, that's, that's why them, a bit of an overkill. I was looking forward to reading that article. I thought there was some mad reason behind it, some superstition thing or something. Speaking of superstition, you know, Chilini's apparently said he did some mad South American curse on Bukayo Saka um, for the penalty missing. I mean, them, them, when you do them sort of things there, they come at a price, you know, like you can, you, you might, have, it might have been Italy winning the Euros, but he might just grow an afro randomly. Or his thing might fall off pause, or, or or you might lose a toe, or a teeth might fall. Like that's that's them beaky things there where you 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 have to give something to get something sort of thing, people. So I don't know what's going on there. Moving away from that though, again, once again, shout the England national team for refusing to meet Boris Johnson and them man there. Like I said, Gareth Southgate, your coaching staff, the players, very admirable, and I think you lot can sit down when this is done and be proud you know you've you've achieved more than all these other England teams of recent you know you've been a good you lot specifically have been a good example of how to conduct yourselves in good and bad moments regardless of skin colour everybody's done their job everyone there's been real togetherness and we should be talking about how England might not be World Cup champions soon or whatever but seeing this squad at maturity because you know obviously Kane's not going to be there forever. A couple of players are not going to be there forever. But Saka's 19. Sancho is 21. Rashford is them sort of ages. You know, there's a couple other players like that. What? Um, what? Shaw's 25. So you got you probably got another Euros and thing in you. And their man there will be the right age. They'll be the more experienced players. You'd have Bellingham, Sancho, all of these guys. Saka with significantly more tournament experience. So it is what it is. Moving away from that, a true legend. It's a dark day in football for different reasons. A true legend has... Called it a day. Iron Robin has announced his retirement from football. As we know, absolute legend. Chelsea, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Holland, you know, Groningen. Footballing legend. One of a left foot. You know, I'm sure we've all got plenty of Robin highlights. The, the one thing that will stand out for me is probably what was doing towards the end of his time when, when, he, when he just patterned United at Old Trafford. That was a serious performance and he's had many of them and done many of them things. You know, he can kiss goodbye to his 21-year-old playing career though as, you know, he's done his thing. Across all the clubs he's played for, he can look back in fondness. Man's played in a World Cup final, he's won Champions League, he's played in a couple Champions League finals, he's won a league title in every country he's played in. He's made over 300 appearances for Bayern Munich, Chelsea and Real Madrid. It must be nice. It must be nice, man. Obviously, he 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 kicked for, he come out of retirement initially um in 2020, but he struggled with injuries um really, so he's had to call it a, a day. People, um, he enjoyed a seventh month absence, um, and obviously he's got 96 appearances for the Dutch national team. He's the ninth most capped player. For me, that would have made I would have kept going to get 100. But um, anyways, the man himself has said, I have decided to stop my active footballing career a year ago. I announced my comeback as an FC Groningen player. I embarked on this adventure with great energy and enthusiasm. I only had to 
deal with physical setbacks quite... I only had to deal with physical setbacks quite quickly, which prevented me from playing matches for a very long time. After a long road of trial and error, I finally managed to play the last games of the season. Looking back on the past season, I have to be honest. I have to, I've come to the honest conclusion that the number of match, match minutes was disappointing. I knew in advance this would happen, but I took up the, cha the challenge and gave everything to make it work. And not only me, everyone within the club and in my immediate environment has helped and supported me at all times. I'm also not unaffected by the warm reaction and support from football fans. So, big up to you, man. I mean, I mean, we all remember he was part of the back-to-back -back title wins with Chelsea. I mean, he's a to say he's a good player is a madness and all of these sort of things. Shout to Ped, shout out to Gabriel Martinelli because he scored at the Olympics and apparently Pedri is being allowed to play in that. I mean, I know he's a young G, but how much games of football is Pedri and a couple of others expected to play in, man? The man they are being treated like absolute robots, people. It is what it is in that regards. Though, um, moving away from that, let me actually see all the things I've emailed myself, people. Again, I'm, I'm actually not doing this one from home. I'm at this moment in time, so again, not everything is set up, so I'm having to work a different way. What article is this now? Normally, I have my sheet prepared in front of me, people. We might as well talk about some some transfers. Again, we'll go back over it, but we might as well speak about some transfers. In fact, let me just see if this if there's anything else to cover, people, before, you know, I normally like to end with transfers and things like that. Um, for what it's worth, Messi's agreed a five-year um, Barcelona um, deal, 50% um, pay cut people. And then that's at a time where Barca need to make changes. I know I said we'd speak about transfers later, but it looks like Griezmann will be rejoining Atletico Madrid and Barca will be getting Saul. Um, so, yeah, five-year deal with a 50% cut. Wow, you know. Wow, wow, wow. He's reached a verbal agreement, so he's technically not been signed. So he knows, but... Hard to be. As I told you, look, I knew Messi was capping, man. We knew he weren't gonna go City, he weren't gonna go PSG. He was just a, a a guy with his with the toys out his pram, man. That's that's all he was on. That's all he wanted to do, sort of thing. And now he's got what he's needed. I don't know if they've promised him, promised him significant investment. It is what it is. Apparently, Hudson Odoi is yet to actually decide on the Garner switch. I know there's been a lot of talk and rumors that he's switching to Garner and things like that. I don't know if he will. You know, again. I don't want to speak about transfers, but, you know, apparently he's been offered, along with Tammy Abraham, to Borussia Dortmund for um, Haaland, which has obviously been rejected. So that could tell you you need to play football. There's a World Cup next year, you know. And again, there's no reason. I believe in Callum Hudson. I like his talent. I think if you play football, you play, you improve. There's no reason why. I'm not saying you're going to get in the squad, but you can't bang on the door. You've been there. You've been called up before, you know, but he needs to play consistently. Um, and there's got to be a reason why he hasn't because Thomas Tuchel initially gave him a new lease of life and then he got quickly got dropped out. Maybe he needs to go on loan somewhere, feel important and things. You know, I still think there's talent there. Um, I couldn't blame him for switching to Ghana. You know, look what he did for Zaha, switching to Ghana's neighbours, Ivory Coast, or Cote d'Ivoire, as, as I believe is pronounced in French. Um, you know, we all saw the scenes when, obviously, Hodgson might play for England, but he's a proud Ghanaian. He went back to Ghana and they treated him really nice and that might have been doing something for him. He's only 20 and he does meet FIFA's criteria for switching countries, people. Um, he could become available for Ghana in November 2022, people, so... You know, that's actually weeks before the thing starts. He's made three competitive appearances for England. Again, I, I, I thought it was friendlies. Well, a friendly could be a competitive, but I, it isn't technically classed as that. So it is what it is. England winger Callum Hudson-Odoi has not made a decision on his international future, despite reports claiming he has chosen to switch allegiance to Ghana. Um, 
Despite making three competitive appearances for England's senior team, Hudson Odoi meets the FIFA criteria for switching countries. A player can make up to three competitive appearances and still switch allegiance as long as they were made under the age of 21 and were not at this final stage of a tournament. Crazy, man. He's yet to feature for England at a major tournament, but he did play in the under-21s championships. Pardon me. The player must also have held the nationality of the nation they are switching to at the time of their first appearance. So he's always been Ghanaian his whole life, so that's not a problem. If a player does make the switch, they have to wait three years from their last cap with one association until they can appear for another, which mean, which could mean Hudson Adoy would become available for Ghana in November 2022, weeks before, obviously, the World Cup in Qatar officially starts, people. Um... So, yeah, for what it's worth, I know he said we wouldn't speak about transfers, but we'll get back into transfers, but we'll kind of speak about this. Chelsea are understood to have been willing to offer Dortmund either Tammy or Callum in exchange for Haaland. And that's a bit conflicting because you've seen on the Athletic and elsewhere, it's been both of them. Um, and to be honest, they'll probably make 40-50 on Tammy, anything from 35 to 50 on Tammy. Callum Hudson-Odoi, I would be looking to loan him out. He signed a new deal, but who knows? He might be pushing the boat out to leave permanently. I don't think you're going to get a potential you could do something. And Chelsea are hustlers, but I wouldn't be trying to pay significant out. I would probably wouldn't even be trying to buy Callum hudson Adoy permanently for all the ta talent if I was another club because talent becomes irrelevant. You have to justify the outlay and hindsight's a wonderful thing. I'd be looking to take it, take the 20-year-old on loan. Um, you know, it must be quite sad for Callum because the club was twerk if you just stay when you went by Munich and now you're not playing, you're getting offered away. But the club didn't put a gun to your head to sign that deal, people. Sky Sports has been told by someone close to Callum Hudson-Odoi that the winger will not be part of any deal in, 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 involved with that. He's said to have a fantastic relationship with Thomas Tuchel and sees his long-term future at the club, even if that means fighting for his place. He's still only 20 people. He did make 37 appearances for Chelsea last season um, and he did have a little spell as a wing-back. For me, he just needs to improve with maturity. Like He just needs to understand this ain't a bit like Nelson and a couple others. And Reese James, even he's, he's clear of them, but another level you just need to understand it's not academy football like you just passes need to be spot on you need to be consistent you obviously mistakes happen but you can't keep making the same mistakes and he just needs to play to greater consistency like the match like the ability is there but you don't always know he was part of that Chelsea match you know you make yourself undroppable and that's the stage a lot of these players at for Foden Foden was a young talented player and it's hard with the players in front of you but he was just a young talented player at City once upon a time if you understand it people um, he had to eventually do a thing. Like he had to stop, go, go from that and be someone who's actually of talent and things like that. And he's done that because he's forced the ball out um, and, and, and took Sterling out of the starting lineup and all of those sort of things, people. So he done his thing. Like he's been doing his thing. It's, it's one of them ones. So we'll have to see how that develops. Really, we'll have to see how that one there develops, people. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what, what sort of message... My laptop is telling me, please don't cut out. I don't know what's going on there, but fair play. You know, I think this this podcast is still going on. Let me close this so there's actually no issues in that regard. But yeah, big up to everybody locked in, people. What's going on here? Oh, we're getting some serious issues here. Let me close some stuff.
Mm, fuck sake, man. I can't be dealing with this. Pissing me off. Oh, look at me. bugging out.
Yeah, people, I don't know what I'm going for that one. There were some serious technical difficulties there, but we keep moving, we keep progressing. They can't stop the thing. On that note, though, we might as well end this with some transfer news and speculation and all of those sort of things, people, because there isn't too much to go upon other than that. So in that regards, people, I say we get into the transfers. Like I said, apologies for the technical difficulties. The, the streaming platform I use, Audacity, boy, it just... Just froze really. Like I was, you know, because obviously, spoiler alert. I can watch, you know, the talking waves. I'm watching it as I speak in it, and then all of a sudden, I'm seeing it staying still. I'm thinking, what well, go for that one? What's going on there? But nonetheless, people, to wrap this up, apparently Tottenham could make a move to sign Roma midfielder Lorenzo Pellegrini, but we'll have to meet the 26 year olds, um, 26, well, 25 year olds, 26 million release clause. I can't lie to you. That signing they made. Um, Patrici, I believe, sporting director, technical director, he's going to sign some very good Italian base players, if not necessarily Italian national national players for Spurs, especially at a time where they need a rebuild. I spoke about it yesterday, but apparently Arsenal are interested in Chelsea's Tammy Abraham, provided Lacazette leaves. Carlo Ancelotti wants club bosses to sign Mo Salah. I can't see that happening because, you know, they want Kylian Mbappe and things. But if that doesn't happen... Who knows? Tottenham won't want Danny Ings, but they face difficulties as Southampton are reluctant to do business with them. Um, Spanish champions Atletico Madrid have been linked with Jesse Lingard, who is also wanted by West Ham United. Tottenham apparently, along with Liverpool, um, are you know fighting to, to sign Florentina's Dusan Vlakovic. He's a very good striker, the 21-year-old. Um, Real Madrid have accepted that the 28-year-old defender Rafael Varane will not sign a new deal and he's close to Manchester United. Apparently, Tottenham and Arsenal are to go head-to-head -head for Hossam Awa. Um, Juventus want Gab Jesus from Manchester City. Wow, what's going on there? Everton are willing to listen to offers for six first-team players, including Colombian playmaker James Rodriguez, to raise funds. Would have thought James would have been central to that. And personally, I can't see anybody in this sort of market taking James unless they do what Real Madrid did for them and sanction a free transfer. Um... Brentford apparently want to table a club record 13.5 million to sign Celtics Norway defender Christopher Ager. Uh Emerson Pal Palmieri, a 26-year-old, he's wanted by Inter Milan and apparently Jose Mourinho wants him at Roma as well. Joe Willock apparently will be joining Newcastle either permanently or on loan. AC Milan have rejected a bid for PS from PSG for their 23-year-old Theo Hernandez. Um, Barella is considered untouchable and will not be and will not be leaving into Milan. Everton are set to sign 16-year-old English striker Francis Oconquo from Sunderland in a deal worth a million quid. So. You know, there isn't too much in relation to transfers. Obviously, Jaden Sancho looks like he's going to move ever closer to completing his official move to Manchester United and it being confirmed. You know, Chelsea seem to be pressing with Haaland. United seem to be on the case of Rafael Varane. So we're going to have to see what happens in the market, man. But on that topic, people, apologies for the technical difficulties. I think this podcast is finally done. Please make sure you're following me across all socials. Make sure Deluded Guna on Twitch you're following because a lot of my content is going to primarily really live there soon please make sure you're doing up that follow me on instagram let's get it to 10k by now obviously if you're listening to this on youtube or whatever i'm sure there's a bunch of other content coming from me so check out the youtube account and hit a subscribe most importantly please stay safe stay in good health and i'll catch you lot again people on probably tuesday or something like that but on that topic it's been a lovely deluded podcast i'm out